You're listening to Shiro Convo, the podcast where we chatted up with side hustling entrepreneurs realizing opportunity. Join us every week as a different Shiro teaches you how to turn your passion into profits and your side hustle into a profitable business. I'm your host, Shayla Nicole of the ShaylaNicoleCollection.com. So let's get started. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Shiro Convo. If this is your first show to listen to of the podcast, welcome. You can find more episodes on iTunes or at www.dshaylanicolecollection.com slash Shiro. If you are a repeat listener, thank you so much for your continuous support as it truly means the world to me and the rest of our Shiros. So let's get into this episode. In this episode, we're going to talk to the boss lady who happens to be Danielle Levon or D or D Mac. What you call her greatly depends on how well you know her. I first learned of Dee from social media and from frequently reading her blog, The Details. When asked to describe herself, she would quickly tell you she's somewhere between a Proverbs 31 woman and Rihanna. She loves God and trap music, and she's all about getting to the money. So there's no telling how this episode is going to go down, but I'm sure it'll be one for the books. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So first, I got to start off by saying that when I started to do the podcast, like, I knew that I was going to just cap it off and only interviewing eight of who I think are the most interesting up-and-coming female entrepreneurs um, that I felt like are just phenomenal at what they do and just really working to build their brands and stuff. And so I sat down and I made a list of, you know, the eight women that I wanted to talk to. And you were probably one of, if not the first, names that I wrote on my list. Oh, thank you. I I am very humbled by that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but but the crazy thing is like you were probably the last one that I emailed because I was so scared to email you. I was like, is she gonna think this is stupid? Is she not gonna be interested? Like so when you wrote back and said that you would do it, I was just like, Thank God Thank you. Of course, of course, I was going to do it. I was, I was honored. I was honored that you asked. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for agreeing to do it. So, let's see. First things first. Tell us who exactly is Danielle and what do you do? I guess you could say I'm an entrepreneur. Um, my overall goal is is an author. Um, I do own a tax business. I do um, income tax and financial services, like budgeting and things like that. And then I have the area of Danielle LeVon that is the author, blogger, and that you see, you know, on social media. Okay, awesome. Now, before you had your Danielle LeVon website, you had your blog, The Details. And I used to love to read your blog, like, all the time. And I still read, you know, what you post on your Danielle LeVon website. So tell me, what initially started you to blogging? Oh, that was so long ago. It was in that era where everyone was blogging. I mean, everybody was just coming out with a blog, whatever we, you know, people were just blog sites were everywhere. And um, I I can't really, I can't, it, was, it was a while ago, I can't remember who told me. They were just like, they loved my writing. They was like, you should start a blog. And it was like maybe uh, several people told me. And back then, you know, you got a WordPress and you just did a blog, you know, just however you felt or whatever you felt, um, whatever was going on at the mm-hmm. time. So just basically, you know, just friends and family saying, hey, you should start a blog. And I was just like, okay. And it was just something that I just did in my free time. I didn't really think anything of it, like anything that would be centered around a career. So it was just for fun. Mm-hmm. 
And it was really interesting, like, um, what what do you think was mainly, like, your writing style? Like, you just, you know, because some people blog and they kind of do, like, a diary or, like, a journal, or did you just try to, was it just whatever you were thinking of that day or what? Mm-hmm. I am one of those people, like, when I get up in the morning, I turn on music. You know, I have to, you know, do something just to get my mind going for the day. And, like, I am uh, I'm one of those, I get in the shower every morning, and I have my best ideas in the shower. <laughs> so I would be in the shower, and something would just come in my head. It may have been something that maybe I watched on TV or a conversation that I had with someone, and I would just say, oh, I'm going to write about that. You know, or I would have heard someone saying something. And sometimes I don't express myself as well orally so i always use just the blogging you know to relay my thoughts so you get up in the morning and you turn on music now i know this from like i said reading the blog and the website and stuff so i know you love <laughs> trap god i mean you love god <laughs> and trap music yes. so like what are you listening to right now like what's what's like on your itunes oh what is on my itunes um i have yeah. a, like a wake up gospel mix like when i get up I have to start with God. So I start off with God. But then as the day progresses, um, I've been listening to, um, of course, um, Gucci's new <laughs> new mixtape, the um, St. Brick. And then I have Dreezy. I've been listening to Dreezy a lot lately. That's really, those have been my rotate. My, those have been heavy rotations lately, Gucci and Dreezy. I dig that. So you start off with Jesus and then, like, <laughs> gradually go into Jeezy, probably. Like, Jesus to Jeezy. Yeah. Okay. You got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I noticed um, that you completely rebranded the look of your blog and your website because I follow you on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. So I know you mm-hmm. had a couple of Twitter handles and stuff in between there. Um, and then I've noticed that you even have started using um, DanielleLevon.com. So why did you do that, and do you feel like that was necessary for you to do, um, I guess, to rebrand yourself and to take your brand to the next level? Definitely. Like you said, you know, Twitter, and I I did change my Twitter handle, and I have not been on Twitter in so long. I said I was going to start back tweeting. Yeah, Twitter, come back. And then we, come back. We miss you. Come back. <laughs> I yeah. said I was going to start back tweeting. I used to tweet so much, and, and I just kind of – I took a fast from Twitter, and I never came back. And, and uh, so I was like, I wanted to make sure that, for one, that people knew that it was a different – Danielle, um, you know, I'm D. I, I mean, I'm I'm a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I'm D. Some people call me Danny. I'm Danielle. I'm D. Matt. You know, but I just want everyone to know that this was a completely new journey, not just something that was for fun or you know just a hobby. I wanted them to know that this was what I was doing now. So I felt it was very important for me to make sure that everything was streamlined. So if you Google then everything comes up, you know, the same thing. You don't want to be Danielle LeVon on this site. And then I think I was being a trap on this one. You know, so I wanted to make sure that everything was streamlined. And I felt like in order for me to go to the next level, for people to take me seriously, that I had to make everything look uniform. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I wish more people knew that about 
you know, their business and their brand and stuff, you know, because like, like you were saying, if somebody were to Google you, like Google Analytics plays a lot into a lot of stuff. Like even, mm-hmm. you know, just like your images that will pop up under yep. search results and just everything. So it's like important to just be the same across the board. And plus it makes people, you know, it makes it easier for people to find you if they want to engage and interact with you and stuff. And I, I, I knew that was important because especially um, I knew that the planner was coming up. So I wanted to make sure if you're looking for it, you could find it. You wouldn't be like, what was her name on Instagram again? You know, I didn't want it to be like that. So thanks for making that transition easy for me to go into the next question, which is <laughs> – what was your inspiration behind the priority planner? Like, I've been seeing pictures of it all on Instagram, not just from what you've been, um, you know, sharing and reposting, but I've been seeing, you know, other people that have ordered it and stuff, and it looks like it's really cool. One thing that you did in it that I want you to talk about is I think you have, like, quotes in there from friends and stuff. So what was your inspiration behind the priority planner? And um, tell me how you brainstormed on how you would design it and what you would have in it stuff I always get planners like that's just my thing and I think it came from me being an educator you know being in the teaching field like just planning out you know the weeks the months what I was doing with the students so I always bought planners like every school year I would get a new you know planner the priority planner came along because my daughter after she passed and I was cleaning up her room and I was just going through things and um, on her mirror she has written priorities what are you working for And I was just like, you know, it just kind of hit me, like, what are you working for? You know, like, what are your priorities? What are you trying to do? So I ordered a planner for someone else, and I thought that this planner was going to help me. And I was like, no, if I had got, if I was doing this planner, I would have done this, 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 this. And so a girlfriend was like, you should make one. And I was like, you're right, I should. (laughs) Um, With this priority planner. I am going to be honest, everything, so just if you have the planner, just excuse me if there are any errors, but I did everything inside that planner on my MacBook. So I completely designed it myself, like, from everything, from the front page to the last page. I did it all really? on my MacBook. Yes. So it was it was literally my baby. Um, I did the quotes. I'm big on quotes. I've been doing quotes way before being Mary Jane, like me and my daughter, we write on mirrors, we write on post notes, walls, everything. Um, and so I'm really big on quotes, and I just wanted to make sure that I didn't put just not just famous people quotes, but you know, people that are actually in my life. You know, the people around you have good advice as well. So I tried to make sure, you know, people who have given me advice, I put that in there too. It was surprising to some of my friends when they saw, you know, that I quoted them in the planner so you know you got quotes from from a pastor all the way to jeezy in there <laughs> so i, I tried wow around it yeah so so how did you remember i guess some of these quotes did you write them down over the years or are they just some things that's just that funny that you're just not going to forget that your friend said it mm-hmm. like things that would be that they would say or they would text me and it just was i would you know it was just memorable um, things that I may have seen, you know, someone write, or sometimes I do write things down, you know, once I hear someone say something, screenshots of people, <laughs> you know, when they say stuff, like sometimes uh-huh. they'll say stuff like on their Instagram or on Snapchat or whatever, and I would just, you know, screenshot it and save it, so that's just how I came up, and then sometimes I would go back and I'd be like, you remember when you said <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, okay, uh-huh. yeah, and so... that's how I did it so like I'm a screenshot queen too like I'm always 
screenshot and something. And then have you, well, see, we'll get into this later, but, like, I know I think you're on a fast, so you haven't been on Instagram lately, but, like, did you notice before you left us that, like, if you screenshot on Instagram now, that a little thing will come up across the top and it's like, you can share this with your friend Fair. or something? Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And I was like, wait a minute, what is Girl, this? Girl, I did. What? That? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did the same thing. I did that, and I was like, oh, Lord. Like, she probably see that I screenshot that. So then I had, like, yes. then I went and commented on the picture. It was, oh, girl, I was so nervous. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, it scared the daylights out of me. Like, between that <laughs> and now on Facebook where it automatically pulls up your camera roll, I'm like, oh, oh I got to be goodness. more careful. Yes, you have to be. I noticed that on the camera. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did I post that? And then I realized it was just my first. I said, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have to be, like, way careful. Yeah. So how long did it take you to do the priority planner? I guess, like, tell me, like, when you started on it and then, I guess, like, so you actually had, like, the physical one in your hand. I started on it sometime. It, it was sometime during the summer, towards the end of the summer, I want to say probably around August um, when I started working on it. Well, I had already kind of been talking about it, but I didn't actually, like, physically start doing it. It was probably, like, the beginning of August, and I had to go through everything, you know, like to find a printing company, um, things like that. And I'm going to tell you, initially, I tried to find someone who I thought could do like the inside template for me, and I actually paid them, and then I didn't like it. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it myself. And so I sat down and just did it myself. And so um, I think it was probably somewhere around um, the very beginning of November when I had the actual proof copy in my hand, and I actually saw it, you know, how I designed it, and then I was just like, okay. And then I came up with, you know, how am I going to put this out? Like, what am I going to do now that I have it? And and in a way, I, at first I was just like, well, I'll just do this for myself, <laughs> you know, and maybe, you know, make it for some friends. And and then I was like, no, no, I'm going to sell these. And so that's just really how it came. So it, it didn't take the actual sitting down. It was just kind of um, tedious work, especially like this the monthly calendars, you know, and the weekly views, just trying to make sure everything was aligned and everything. But um, other than that, it probably took me maybe a month just on my computer working on everything. Oh, wow. And that's not that's not long at all. Mm-mm. No, because I knew what I wanted. I, like, I knew what I need to be productive. I knew what I needed when I was thinking about, like, the perfect planner. And so I already had the idea in my head. It was just actually, you know, putting it on actually putting it down on paper, you know, everything was in my head. I just had to get it out. So I, I guess that's why I didn't take that long because I already knew. Well, you said that you paid somebody to do the inside for you and it didn't turn out like you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, that <laughs> happened with me with my website. I'll never forget when I was trying to do my website for my lip line, um, I had paid this designer and I kept, like, I gave him a deadline and he never would meet this deadline. And so one day I was like, okay, you got to show me these mock-ups. And I could tell that he sent me something at the last minute because he misspelled my name. And it made me mm-hmm. so mad. And so then I had to go through the whole firing process. And um, at the time, I let him purchase my domain and so then he didn't want to turn over my domain and I had to get like the web host people involved and cease and desist letters and just it just got nasty but my question Mm. to you is when you got 
back and you didn't like it, did you let them down easy or how did you tell, like, how did you tell them, like, this isn't good and I'm not going to use you anymore? <laughs> um, base, I didn't. I didn't tell them anything. I asked them for a template for the inside. Um, and I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't have the confidence in myself to do it in the first place. I just felt like it was going to be hard to do. Does that make sense? And so I was like, let me look and see if people do this, you know. And so I found um, a person on this website. Have you ever, have you heard of Fiverr? If I be, I just heard of Fiverr like last week. Um, listening to like another podcast and they mentioned Fiverr and the girl, cause, and the girl was like ranting and raving about it, but I never looked into it. So, t- so for those of us that don't know what it is, tell us what Fiverr is. Fiverr is a website that if you just don't want to do something, like you want to get someone to do, you know, like maybe design something for you, just something simple or whatever, you can go on there and you can just type in whatever it is that you need and then people will come up and I guess, um, in a way it's kind of, it's kind of like not having to Google. You know, you just go onto this one website and these people say, hey, I print this or I can design this for you or I can do this for you. And it is kind of like the classifieds in a way. Like, that's how I would put it. It's just like classifieds to find some. And so, but the prices start at $5. But that's not the standard price. Okay. It's not like the dollar store. So it's, everything isn't $5. It's not, you know, below, five below. Like, <laughs> It starts at, like, the price has to start at $5. So they have to have a $5 price, but they can go up. <laughs> like, I just had a brain fart. I went there. Like, oh, $5. Like, I love. Yeah. And I was just talking to my cousin today. She went in there and got some yoga pants. So I was like, oh, I want to go. $5. $5. And that's what I thought it was when they said fiber. And I was like, okay, so everything will be $5. And no, it just starts at 5 So they have to have a $5 price, but then they can go up. And so... I, someone else told me about it, and they said they had someone design something for them on Fiverr. And I was like, okay. Oh, they told me that they had their logo done. Someone did their logo on Fiverr. So I was like, well, let me look and see if someone can do this. And I Google, and sure enough, it was people on there who did, you know, like planner templates and everything. And so I found a girl, and I hired her, and I didn't, I, you know, I kind of told her what I wanted. And I was so specific in the things that I wanted. I knew, I was, I was like, if it doesn't come back the way I want, I knew I wasn't going to use it. And I didn't say anything to it because at that time, you paid for it. There's really nothing. I mean, I don't know about the refund policy. I don't know how that worked. I just was like, well, she did it. You know, I just, and I just said, no, I don't like this. And I just, in my own. Mm-hmm. But I never even said anything to her that I didn't like it. Well, Fiverr may be the way to go because then it's like you don't know them personally, so you don't have to hurt anybody's feelings if it doesn't come yeah. back like it. Like in my case, this was like this has been probably now three years maybe. Still, don't talk to him. Like, like he comes up in my people you may know on Facebook, and I'm like, no, I don't know him. I don't know. Him. <laughs> he didn't do my website. Are always in your, they are always in your people you may know. I don't know them. I don't want to talk to them. They're always there. People you don't want to yeah. talk to. <laughs> right. And it's like, how do you, how, like, how does Facebook even know that I might know him? Like, he's not in my contacts. Like, how y'all put that together? Right. Whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. So you got the planner and you know you said you got it and you were just initially making one for yourself and you said okay i'm gonna do it for a couple of friends okay i'm gonna sell it so 
did you do a pre-order where people could pre-order it to kind of give you an idea of how many you needed to print? Like, what did you do? I, um, I did do the pre-orders. I released the planners the week of Thanksgiving. I think it was that Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Um, by that time, I had really already ordered the planners. And I had ordered a number, and, I mean, honestly, it was my first thing. I was scared, you know, and I was like, I don't want to order too many, and then not sell them, and then I don't want to order enough. So I went back and forth and back and forth on the number that I was going to actually order for printing because um, it is a hardcover. So the hardcovers take longer to actually print. And then with it being the holiday season, the printing company was saying that, you know, it may be a little longer and they were going to be closed these days. So I I ordered the planners before I actually started the pre-orders. And I was just, I guess it was giving me kind of a gauge of, you know, how many I was actually going to sell. And I was saying in my head, if I, in the pre-orders, if I had enough, then I still had time to order some more, you know, to get them there. Um, so, yeah, I went through the, I think I did pre-orders for like two weeks. So it started in November and then the beginning of December, um, I, you know, it was over. And within a month, the first, the first orders, well, I ordered the spiral bound and I didn't order the other kind. And then I got I kept getting questions about, can I have it? Does uh, they all spiral? Can you not get it in spiral? So then I had to do another order of a different, um, I guess, a different look. So I had the spiral bound and then the regular case bound. And so the case bound came in after the spiral bound. And um, during the pre-orders, like the first month, I, well, within a month, I had sold out of all of the ones that I ordered in the first batch. So I'm just now getting my second shipment in. So those will go out. Those people who ordered the second shipment, those will go out this weekend. That's amazing. Like, that's really good for, like, your first product launch and stuff. That's amazing. Like, that's something to be, like, really excited about, especially because a lot of people don't need or want planners. Like, so many people just put stuff in their phones nowadays mm-hmm. or their yeah. Google Calendar or whatever. So what what steps did you take to launch a successful pre-order campaign? Did you do, like, did you go crazy on social media and just really, really plug it? Or did you offer discounts for the first, you know, couple of orders? What do you think that you did that you think helped contribute to you selling out that first batch of um, of your priority planners? Um, I would say the only thing I did um, when I knew that I was going to, release the planner, I made sure that I tried to blog a lot so that people would constantly see me, you know, um, as a person. So I, I made sure I was trying to write a blog at least every week or every two weeks so that, you know, there was constant um, communication, you know, with with people who had signed up for, you know, the blog site and everything. And I posted on um, Instagram. But I didn't post about the planner. I didn't say it was coming when when – the pre-orders, I just posted it. I just posted, hey, this is what I got. It's from pre-orders. If you want this planner, I did a blog, and I was talking about how I'm a planner and how I came up with the idea to start my own planner. And um, if you want one, you can pre-order here. So I didn't give, like, a sneak preview or coming soon. You know, like, I see, I have seen people do that, like, coming, you know, November so-and-so. I didn't do that. I just dropped it. I did Beyonce. I was like, here you go. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know. Boom. Really, you know. <laughs> Just boom, here it is. 
So I just put yeah. it out there Tuesday. I wrote a blog. I said, hey, you know, I'm a planner. This is what I like. Try this for 2017. And the orders took off from there. And then, you know, like daily I would post something, you know. Other than that, I didn't really do anything before I started the pre-order. So I got to ask you, because Sabrina Parker has a organic food line and she did episode two and so she and I were talking and I was asking her did she tell anybody when she was starting her organic food line when she was starting so baby and I she said she didn't and I told her I didn't tell anybody and then now you didn't tell anybody so that seems to be like the norm with entrepreneurs so I'm curious why didn't you tell anybody like why did you just do the Beyonce and just the planner like why didn't you tell anybody I would say the people that are around me, because I had people that were instrumental in helping me come out with the planner. But as far as just promoting it before promoting it, I felt like it would be overkill if I'm saying coming soon, coming soon. Or, you know, what's coming soon? Like, what do you even do? Like, that's what I felt. You know, they know that I blog, but there wasn't really anything for you to know that I like to buy planners. So with me being a writer – I felt that the easiest way or the best way for me to do anything is to write about it. So the day that I decided to write my blog post was the day that I, you know, announced it to the world. Like, this is why I do this. The new year is coming. You know, I just feel like sometimes you you can just kill something by talking about it too much. Like, even with the promotions, I would post things, but not every single day. You know, it kind of gets to – I know how I am on social media. I like you and I support you and your, you know, your brand and everything that you're selling. But a lot of us, we follow people on social media to see who they are as well. So although you have this product, who are you? You know, why would I even want to get this product from you? So I didn't want to do too much overkill so people just think that I'm just a, you know, promoter on Facebook and Instagram. I wanted them to know me as well. So I think that that's why it worked the way that it did, you know, Mm -hmm. that it was successful. I agree. That's probably why it worked because, too, one thing about being in business is that people do business with people that they like. So if they feel Mm -hmm. like they know you and, you know, and then I just love the fact that you have, you know, I just keep talking about the quotes. Like, I think that's so cool that you have friends and family members and stuff because then that gives it more of a personal touch and it also kind of gives a bit of a backstory to who you are and the type of people that you hang around and why you're a Proverbs 31 and Rihanna person, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's the stuff that her and her friends be talking about, like with this quote and stuff. And then, of course, your friends are hype because they're like, my friend Danielle did this planner and, like, I'm in it. And, yes. Yes. That's yes. cool. Were you surprised by the response that you got with the Priority Planner and do you have any plans to produce more planners in the future? I was completely surprised. Now, I knew that I would sell some. You know, you had, I have my line sisters, my sorors. I knew that, you know, most of them would support me, my family, of course. But I was really surprised by people that I didn't know, you know, the support that I had from people that I, I knew nothing about, you know. And they were like, ooh, you know. And, the you know, the communication, like, um, people who would inbox me and tell me how excited they were and they loved the idea. You know, and it was just, it was really surprising just to, you know, you always know, like, your mama going to buy something and your grandmama going to buy something, but you're not really sure how the public is going to receive it. So I was really surprised by how well it went. And, yes, this is this is one thing that I do want to do. Like, I, the planners will be a yearly thing, or what I'm working on next is a student planner. So it will come out in January, so for students. So um, 
It'll come out in July this summer. I'm sorry, I said January. So it'll come out in the summer around July before school starts in August. So that'll be the next one. And then, of course, every year, you know, there'll be a, a priority planner. Um, and one thing that I did when I shipped out my planners, I also created a survey because I want to hear what people have to say about it as well. So um, whoever has a planner, if you haven't done your survey, please do it so that I know because, I mean, I want to hear from you. If it's not working for the people, you know, that are buying it, then, you know, I kind of want to restructure it or not completely, but kind of help those, you know, whatever comments or suggestions that they have. So, yes, this is something that I definitely want to keep doing. I definitely think you should keep doing it too, because it, it. I'm, I'm telling you, like all the hype, like when you were saying that you were surprised by some of the people that ordered. I'm gonna tell you who did it for me. I follow B. Brian, and like mm. people who aren't familiar with him, like he's like a former radio. Well, he may still do radio. I don't know, but he's like you know, yeah. a radio personality, a pretty big deal here in Birmingham where I live and stuff. And, girl, when I saw that he had one, I was like, wait a minute, because dudes don't even use planners and calendars and stuff. Like, yes. Post-its. I was like, oh, B. Brian got, got one of the planners? Like, that's what's up. Yes. Yes. I was I was really surprised by the amount of men who actually bought them. And I, I um, the men's one, the men didn't like the spiral. Some of the men didn't like the spiral. That's why I made the other version, the, um, well, we call it heart case, the case bound. And it sold out fast. Like, it sold out fast. Like, the men bought it. And I was I was really shocked by the men. I didn't want it to be just for women, but I figured that, you know, we're, we do more, like, write and stuff like that. So I was really shocked by the amount of men who bought them. I had several men, and they were posting and talking about it. And I was like, wow. So, yeah, that was one thing that was shocking, too. And then also, because uh, Sabrina and I were talking about this, too, I'm, I'm a person that's really big on packaging and how stuff looks when you get it and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember seeing a post where I think you were shipping some of them out and you were doing, like, some kind of little fancy fold with this tissue paper and a sticker or something. Like, it was just really fancy. And then I'm seeing all these pictures that people are posting and, you know, they get theirs and it's got this really nice glossy flyer with it that's like a thank you card and stuff like I love that I'm so big on packaging and when you get something it actually feeling like a gift you know when it comes in the mail and stuff and and then I think you even put like a a wristband in there too or something like that right yes for the ones who did the pre-orders um well everyone I do wrap it and I'm one of those too like when I get when I order things I like want to be nicely packaged I like to feel like I'm unwrapping something so when I think about shipping I was like no I gotta wrap it I gotta do this so I brought my mom in because <laughs> she likes to wrap stuff and so she you know we wrapped them um I made sure I put a thank you card in there um and all of the pre-orders got a wristband and a lanyard from my um non-profit organization because some of the proceeds from the planner does go towards the scholarship towards my non-profit yeah it always looks so nice when I see it on Instagram I'm like oh it's so cute <laughs> yeah, it does. So I was going to ask you, what are you most proud about with your planner, and then what do you plan to do differently with your next planner, like with the one that's coming out in July? What I know it's going to be catered more for students, but what do you plan to do differently with your next one, and what are you most proud about with this current one? 
With the current one, I would say I'm most proud about the reaction and, like, that people will come up to me or they will email me and they will tell me. Um, like, I had a girl the other day come up to me and she was like, um, she was so glad that she got the planner because there's a financial part in there there's a budgeting part for each month and she said I never knew where all my money was going she said I eat too much (laughs) you know like and you don't know you know sometimes until you write things down um so when people come up to me and they tell me like sometimes they'll text me or they'll email me and they'll say well I was working on this in the you know the planner there's different steps in the planner um that you go through like you have your yearly priorities and each month you have priorities each week you have priorities and so when people are saying when they tell me how it's helping them well that was my goal so I guess that's you know that's one of the things I'm most proud of that people are actually you know using it and it's helping them in the areas in which they're trying to help what do I plan to do differently um with the student planner of course it'll be a little different because it is for students so it'll be geared towards you know more school you know related things to help them stay on track with school for the priority planner it'll probably be more cosmetic you know it was my first time you know trying to find printers trying to find different things you know and you learn you know from your first time so I think cosmetically there'll be some changes you know like with paper with um, the covers and things like that and that'll probably be for the most part because the layout of it I like their made. I might add a few additions you know but for the most part, a lot of it will be cosmetic. And do you plan to do it yourself again, or are you going to give Fiverr another try? What, what's going on? What you going to do? Um, I have been researching, and I've been trying to find programs, because, girl, I did everything on Microsoft Word. So um, I've been trying to find, like, programs, and people have been telling me there are programs that kind of help, you know, with things like that. So I have been looking at trying to get um, some type of program to help me with the layout, you know, so that it just looks a little bit more smoother. Yeah, and I'll probably still do it myself because, I mean, if you want it done, <laughs> if I have, you know, if I have the time yeah. that I can do it, yeah, I might as well just do it myself. I think I think that what makes me so proud of everything is because people like it and I did it myself. Like, I don't have to say, well, thank you, you know, this person. You know, this person did this. I really did it myself. Um, the cover was done. You know, I did not design the cover. I did have um my graphic designer, he does everything from my website to my flyers and everything. He did the cover for me. But other than that, everything on the inside, I did. Other than that, self-made. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, like, you know, when you said that you did everything on your MacBook, I was like, okay, cool. But when you were like, I did everything in Microsoft Word, I'm like, what? Because it does not look Microsoft Wordy. Like, I know people that do documents in Microsoft Word. And it doesn't look like that. Like, I'm like, did you do this on Notepad? So, like, some people don't even know how to use Word for what Word is intended for. So, so just the fact that you built a planner in there, like, that's amazing to me. That's, that's the one program I know how to work the best. So that's why I did it in Microsoft Word because I just know how to use, work that one the best. But shifting gears a little bit because one of the things that – um, the podcast is really about is, uh, you know, Shiro is an acronym I came up with, side hustling, entrepreneur, realizing opportunity. And so, 
like to talk about is our side hustles and then the very few of us that are fortunate enough to go into doing our side hustle full time. And so I know from reading the details that you resigned from, I guess, your full time job or like your main job back in May. So walk us through the day that you resigned from your job. Did you did you still get up and start with your gospel playlist and stuff like what like what did you listen to that day? What did you eat that day? Like did you know that that was going to be the day that you were going to quit? Has you given a two week? No- like I want to, like we want to know. Like, um, well, I will say in um, when I came after my daughter passed, I came back to work in um, 2016, and I worked in, in a high school city. So I worked with I worked I used to work with a upper bound program. So I worked in high school settings, um, several high schools just around um, the Huntsville area. And so I, what, I just wasn't feeling it anymore. I mean that it was it, it was in part to me being around a lot of you know high school students and I had just lost my daughter, but also it had, for years I wasn't I hadn't been feeling it. I was just going to work. You know I have been conditioned that you're supposed to go to work every morning. You know you go to college and you get a job. Like that's just what I thought I was supposed to do. In the past couple of years, like the past three years, I've had side hustles while I was working. So even though I was teaching and everything, I still had, you know, my side businesses where I did the taxes and, you know, financial help. I I helped people with organizing their businesses and I was doing that on the side. So I was using my full-time job for that, you know, air quote, secure money. And then the other money, you know, that I was doing with my side hustles was for savings and, you know, your blow money, you know, things that you want, things you really don't have to have. And it was like I I had really decided that I was going to quit my job probably about February or March. And I just had it in my head that I was, you know, once the kids graduated that year, I was, I was going to resign. But the day that it actually came, it was like, okay, well, let's think about this. <laughs> you know, because you're so, you know that that money is coming. Like, whether or not you, you know, you get up, if you don't feel like going to work, you call in, you use your sick time, you still get paid. You know, so it was just that I didn't have that. I mean, so the day that I knew I was going to turn in my letter of resign- resignation, I was scared to death. Like, I got up to go, and I sat back down. Then I got out of my desk, and I sat back down. I was like, Lord, am I supposed to really do this? You know, questioning it again. And I just, I finally just got up and turned in. And it was just like, after I did it, I was like, it was like a side, you know, like the exhale. But just actually doing it, it was just truly just stepping out. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I was nervous. I was extremely nervous. I can imagine. Because they say, you know, so many people are always like, well, how do you know when it's time to quit? And it's like you don't know it's time. Like you have to just you have to just decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next day, like, did you wake up like, what did I do? Or did you like, wake up late, like, like turn up? Like, I ain't got to <laughs> Um, well, I turned in my notice, and because I work for the school system, I tried to, you know, we get paid monthly. And so because I was in that system, I turned it in probably like three weeks before my actual day. And the last day that I was actually working was the day of graduation. So I didn't go back after graduation. That was like my last day. You know, it was a transition. I, I can say it was a relief. You know, people were like, oh, you're leaving. You know, I had to explain to the students, you know, that weren't graduating, you know, that I wasn't coming back. So it was that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it was just like when the day finally came and I didn't have to go to work or I didn't have to answer or, you know, 
all of that, it was just kind of like, wow. You know, it, it was just a completely different feeling, you know, have to be your own boss. Yeah. It's totally, totally different. Like, I'm still in my, I'm still at my full-time position, but, like, just from talking to people, like, I know, like, it's, it's totally different. And then, like you said, all thing of, you know, you're going to get that check every month. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, know it's coming. Yeah, you know it's coming. I, um, I would say I watched. Um, it was a video, so it was circulating on Facebook. It was Steve Harvey, and he was talking about jump. Like you just have to jump. Like you just can't wait. You just have to jump. And I was like, he's right. I just got to jump. You know, I, it was. I was like, he's right. And you, and you do sometimes. You just have to jump. You can't. Can't think about it. Yeah. Like, I watch Steve Harvey. I don't watch the show, really. But, like, when his little stuff comes up at my feed, like, I watch him. But sometimes I'm like, let me not fool with Steve because Steve's going to mess around and have me quitting for real. And I'm going to be somewhere outside. Like, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but I, it's never a right time or, mm-hmm. you know, but I do still feel like people know when it's their time. So people, um submit questions and we have a question from ebony h on facebook and so ebony asks how do you prepare to leave your eight to five and shift to full-time working for yourself i would say preparing is like you said um there's never the right time but you know when it's your time i and it all depends on your situation with me i i already had side hustles you know i i was kind of already established with doing something else even though one thing I had to do was shift from that money that I was depending on every month to the money that I was blowing, you know, and making that my money, my depending money. Does that make sense? So it was like financially, yeah. we can't always go into it just knowing that you're going to have that money. But I would say if you are, you know, planning and you do, or if you're planning to shift, and all of us don't plan, you know, enough ahead of time, but I would say if you're planning to shift, I guess, just to kind of reorganize your finances, you know, kind of rebudget everything. Because a lot of things that we do, we don't have to do. We just do it because we have the money to do it, you know. And so one thing I learned with being a, you know, depending on money that's not, I know my, you know, HR isn't going to send me a check. It's not going to be a direct deposit. I have to make sure that, you know, I've budgeted that the things that I need, that I really need them, you know, and then another thing is you you have to be self-motivated. Like, now, don't get me wrong. I don't wake up every morning just ready to face the world. I mean, but at the same time, if you don't work, then you don't get paid. So you have to. That was one reason for the priority cleaner, too, because I had to get my priorities together because I was the boss now. And there was no one standing over me telling me, Danielle, hey, I need this by you know, five o'clock. I had to tell myself, "Hey, you have to do- have this done by such and such time because you're controlling your fate now." So you have to make sure that you're that self starter and that you are really, you know, focused in on it because you can get trapped in being in your house and watching Netflix and chilling in your pajamas, and you know when you're supposed to be doing something else. So I guess those would be the two things. I would definitely say the first thing you need to do is rebudget, completely restructure your finances. Mm-hmm. And in the words of Mike Jones, if you don't work, you don't eat. If you don't grind, you don't shine. So, right. you know, get your stuff in order and finance and budget and stuff like that. Now, I saw on Instagram that you were doing a fast from social media. Good luck because <laughs> I, I would go crazy if I couldn't. <laughs> like, how did, how are you doing it? Did you take your – did you – 
did you have to delete the apps or do you have enough self-control to just not? <laughs> the 60-day social media, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's completely different. I don't pick up my phone as much. In the beginning, I did. I would just pick up my phone, but then I couldn't go to the app. So it was like, well, why do I even have this phone? Like, this, I was thinking, like, I got this phone for nothing. But I would say the social media fast isn't – um it, it's not restricted to business. So if you do business on social media, we are able to go on there, post your products or whatever it is that you do. But the thing is you can't scroll. And, you know, we'll get on there, we'll post, and then we'll scroll, and then you'll see something, then you'll click on their page, and then you click on their page, and then you click it over here, then you want to explore place, you know, and then you send a screenshot. So that is, is the fastest more or less just to keep us focused, you know. So I do still post for my business like I still I pick certain days and I go on there and I post whatever you know for my planner or you know things like that I just don't scroll so that's the self-discipline so I wasn't one of those who took the apps off of my phone because I I still needed them you know for business but it is completely it has changed my way of life not being on social media because I it, it is a real distraction and I can say that I am much more productive now. I really am. It is a distraction. <laughs> like I was I was reading something and they said that like Facebook and Instagram is specifically designed the way that it is with the with the whole scrolling thing to just be a continuous thing so that you like it never ends so that you are always own it and like I like I know like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll open it up and I'll have it in the intent to go to one person's page and watch one mm-hmm. thing right quick you've been on it for like two hours and you haven't done anything yes nothing I have spent days on especially like if I post if like you get one of those posts that's really jumping a lot of comments a lot of likes and you keep going back because you're replying to people they're replying to you and you're going back and forth and it it has taken up a lot of my time, um, you know, so like this, now that I'm not on social media, like I may get up, like I'll say like on Tuesday, let me post something, you know, for the planner and I'll post and then I'll get off. And then it's like I continue my day before I will post and I will keep scrolling and then I look up and it's, you know, 10, 11 o'clock and I haven't done anything. And so um, now I get up. I do my to-do list, you know, I play my music, I do everything I get going. So it's really been helping me. The, the fast has really been helping me. So I said, even after the fast, I need some type of schedule, you know, where you get on, you do this, and you get off. And don't let it, you know, just completely turn your day upside down. Yeah, I would say, like, do a schedule, or do you use, like, Hootsuite or anything like that? Because those are really good. And then that way you don't even yeah. have to get on it. Like, you could just schedule you your don't stuff and let it do it for you. Someone told me about that recently, the Hootsuite, and I did download it, and I just haven't really gone in to really see how it works. But I said I was going to try to do things like that. I know that if you have a business page on Facebook, you can schedule your posts, and you don't have to actually go on them. You can just schedule them to, you know, post at a certain day and time. But I don't have a – I still have a personal Facebook page, so it didn't – you know, it, I didn't have that option to do that. But I'm, I'm – actually pretty good at just kind of going on posting and getting off because I just I guess because I I made the commitment to do it and so I feel bad if I don't follow through you have a lot of self-discipline you have a lot (laughs) of self-discipline because I I would not make it but yeah I was curious like when when I saw you um you know say that you were going to you know be doing away with social media for a little while I was like ooh, like what like how is that going to affect the priority planner like 
What is she yeah. going to do? Because so many of us are so dependent on social media to, like, plug our products and our events mm-hmm. or whatever we're working on and then to engage with people and customers. So I was like, wonder how that's going to go for her. Yeah, it's a it's a little different, and I will say that I think it has it has slowed me down a little bit with um the planner, um because I'm not on there as much, so and I'm not interacting with people. I'm still getting orders and everything, but it, I think it has slowed down a little. And I was thinking like, oh, do I need to take you know, do I need to do more posts since I'm not on you know? And then the thing is, after I do the post, I can't keep going back and coming. <laughs> so that's a, it's a it's it's. It's kind of difficult, but I think it was needed, especially at the beginning of the year before you get focused and, you know, get your year started off right. Yeah. I may have to try it. I'll let you know how it go. We'll see. <laughs> Start off slow. Do a week. Start off slow. Okay. I may try that. Do like seven <laughs> days right quick or something. So in addition to your Danielle Levine brand, you got your tax services, and then, you know, at one point you had your full-time job and everything. You also have launched a nonprofit, which, if I'm understanding correctly, is like a, a scholarship fund in your daughter Ariana's name, right? Yes. What inspired you to do the nonprofit? Well, you know, as a parent, you just kind of plan your child's future, you know, and, um, well, my plans, you know, have definitely changed, but I, you know, for years I've been planning for her to go off to college, and so um, now that I'm not able to send her off to college, I just figured that one thing that I could do to just keep her name alive, um, my pastor told me no one truly dies until you stop talking about them, so I was like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure nobody stops talking about my baby. So I established this scholarship in her name because um, she wanted to go to Spelman College. And so um, – and she wanted to major in the STEM field. She wanted to be a pediatric oncologist. So I was like, those girls going into the STEM field, I could just help someone else's daughter since I can't send my own. So um, I started the nonprofit in February of last year. And um, we've already – well, I awarded three scholarships two girls accepted it um one girl just didn't go to Spelman so um it was very successful I was I mean I was surprised with it as well so I just wanted to do something to help somebody else's daughter you know because I know I had been planning but everybody else doesn't you know they don't may not plan or have the finances so I just wanted to help somebody else that's a big deal like to be able to send you know to be in a position to send three even though you said it was two that accepted that's phenomenal. Like, was was that the plan to send more than one, or were you just initially trying to send just one? Yes, I was planning on just the money that I had saved. I was going to give one girl, you know, maybe like three thousand dollars, fifteen hundred one semester, fifteen hundred the next semester, and it was just, you know, I wasn't really expecting the response that I got when I when I put out that I was starting and I was doing a scholarship, and I started getting scholarship applications from everywhere. I mean, like from Philadelphia, I got a scholarship from Haiti. I mean, it was international students applying. I was like, oh my goodness, and then the donations started coming in. And the donation thing was really an idea that my um, graphic designer, he came up with. He said, you need to put on here where people can donate if they want to, Danielle. And I was like, really? You think people are going to donate? <laughs> he was like, yeah. So um, I really didn't even have to come out of my pocket because um, 
we sent the girls off donations, off of fundraisers and donations. We sent them. So um, we have one girl, she had a $6,000 scholarship, and another girl had a $2,000 scholarship. So we gave away 8000 in scholarship last year. What a blessing. Like that, like, <laughs> yes. that's totally different from what your plan was. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my goodness. It's totally different because you, like you said, you did have to tap into the money that you had saved. You got donations coming in and events and fundraisers and stuff and then you know give away more than you planned because you were going to do like the three thousand dollars like that's amazing that's something to really be proud of yes i I was i was surprised i was really happy that i was really able to help you know really put a financial debt because i don't know if you know but spelling is expensive yeah i don't know but i've heard (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i I was happy i was i was very happy with the result Mm -hmm. you should be that's great who helps you make the decision on who to award it to? Because when you get in applications from Haiti and stuff, it just like, like how in the world do you narrow it down? Well, I had to um, establish a board. I had to establish a board of directors. And then I also had to establish a committee that read through the scholarship applications and graded them. So we had maybe, I think it was maybe like uh, 15 um people that sat on the committee to grade because we had the first year when I did it um, back in February, I think I, I had like right at 30, 32 applicants that came through. So at that point I was like, okay, we got to come up with some type of grading system, you know? And so um, I basically just kind of reached out and was like, you know, to certain people and was like, would you like to be on this committee, you know, for the scholarship? I actually had to put things in place that I didn't know I was going to have to put in place. So I had a, a committee chair that's over um, the reading committee, and they grade them. And then they, you know, based on the scores, they give me the top scores, and then the board of directors picks from there. Okay. I wouldn't know how to narrow it down. Like, I would want everybody to go out and be like, this, but this girl said that, you know, her family, like, I would just, I would be all over the place. And then, that's like, why I stayed out of the reading it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then that way you, you know, it's a clear decision across the board. Like nobody, yeah. it's not read anything. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. probably smart. And so like you were saying, you got the award money from donations and, um, you know, charitable giving from people. So, but I also saw that you sent contests and charity yard sales and stuff like that. So you've got some experience with putting on events. Leela W. from Facebook asked, how do I get sponsors for my show or event and profit from it? Well, with me, I'm a nonprofit, so I'm not trying to profit, but I guess so that you can make sure that you have. It's easier with me being a nonprofit because people are more willing to give. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know if she's saying profit from it or is she saying, like, to make sure that she gets, if it's a nonprofit, you know, make sure that the money goes to whatever you're raising money for because with my nonprofit, all of the money is just going directly into the fund. And because people know that it's a nonprofit, um, they can take it off on their taxes. It's considered a charitable, you know, deduction. It's very easy for me to get sponsors. Um, right now, women in STEM is a big thing, you know. So for me to, you know, start a nonprofit foundation completely geared towards girls who want to major in, you know, science or math is was a big deal. It's a big deal right now. And so it's it's super easy for me to get it. 
But I don't, I guess if you're really trying to profit from it as a way to get sponsors, I would just say if you're trying to profit, they got to see that, you know, like what, like what, how does it benefit them, you know, for you to gain? Like what do they gain to sponsor you? I would say that would be the thing. So a lot of times when I'm doing things, I'm just raising money. They gain. They're they're not really trying to gain anything. They're just trying to help. So to profit, I would say that you would you would need to, you know, they would have to see that they it was beneficial to them as well. So when putting on an event for a nonprofit, are people uh, more inclined to, let's say, like maybe give you a venue to host your lip sync contest, or do you still have to actually go through booking the venue, or does it just depend? It just really depends. I have venues that are like when I come to them and I explain what I'm doing, they'll say, oh, well, you can have it. You know, like, or then I have some that say, well, I'll give you, you know, I only charge, we generally charge this, and I'll only charge you this. Um, if you, you know, it, it just really depends. And a lot of, like, um, corporations, they have so much money set aside for charities. And all you have to do is ask them. Like, I know Chick-fil-A is really big. Um, Chick-fil-A, Papa John's, if you're a nonprofit and you go to them, you say, hey, I'm doing this, and we wanted to feed the kids, and they'll just give you things. It just, you know, you really, when you're a nonprofit, it's easier because, a lot of the major companies have money set aside just for that, just to give away. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what you're asking for. Gotcha. Okay. So now that you aren't working in the career field that you were in full-time anymore, what is a typical day like for you? Like, what can you do today that you couldn't do a year ago? Like, I know for me, like, one of my main motivators for wanting to be self-employed is I just want to be able to not set an alarm clock and just get up when I want to. But then I read Chris Jenner's book, and she was talking about she got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, dang it, like, so I'm going to still have to get up early. Like, so tell me for Danielle, what can you do today that you couldn't do a year ago, and what's a typical day like for you? The one thing that I do is Monday is my off day. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, tomorrow, Monday. Mm-mm. That's the day I take off. So I don't do Mondays, and I just don't have to. I do Tuesday, Wednesday, and I might work on Saturday, but I don't have to work on a Monday. Like, that can be my day to, you know, just relax or think or just, you know, work from home or not have to go into my office. That is one thing that I can never do. You know, Monday was the start of your week. You got up on Monday to go to work. And when I first started, I thought about it, and I was like, well, who says you have to go to work on Monday? Like, who wrote that rule? So kind of Monday is just my day that I don't work when everybody else is getting ready for work. Um, <laughs> so that is one rule that I did make for myself, unless it's just a dire need that I have to be somewhere on a Monday. When I get in the position to do that and be able to do that, I'm I'm not working on Mondays. I'm not working on Mondays, and another thing I want is I want – a beverage cart to come around every afternoon at like 4.30 and have like the last hour at work be a happy hour. Like we still sit at our desk at work, yeah. but I want a beverage cart to come mm-hmm. around. Oh, yeah, I want to come work for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> but um, I do still set alarms. I mean, I still set alarms, Um, you know, because you, you still have to get up. Now, I may not get up as early or I don't have to dress a certain way. I don't have a dress code. You know, I, I, I mean, it's just things that you just don't have to do, you know, because you're, you're, you're kind of making up your own rules, you know. So um, if it works for you, you just have to figure out what works for you, you know whenever you do it i know getting up at four in the morning like chris jenner is not gonna work i'm like she got Mm-mm. she got it going on but if i got to get up at four o'clock i don't want it i don't want it going Mm-mm. on 
just, and I am bad. I don't. And I don't go to sleep probably, to probably about two or three. So I know I'm not getting up at four. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I I work better at night. I do. So a lot of times when I'm, I'm writing, I write late at night. I have to like I go to bed early usually, and like even before even before um you know this podcast, I had to take a nap. I was like, let me lay down right quick before I talk to Danielle. <laughs> so like. I, I had to take a little nap, girl. I'm telling you, it's bad. (laughs) So what's up next for Danielle and and the Danielle LaVon brand? What's up next? Um, Of course, I I did. I'm coming out with the student planners that will release this summer. I have been writing um, as in books. Um, So I did establish my own publishing company. So this year, it will probably be at least I will um, publish at least two two books that, you know, I write. Um, I'm also kind of co-writing with someone on a book. And just more in the area of, you know, planning and prioritizing. Um, I really want to work with, like, you know, journaling, things like that. I think that we are in the era where we do do everything on your phone, but you can't do everything on your phone. Even though we can, you really can't. Sometimes you just need to – we still need to know how to write and do, you know, other things. So, um that's basically, you know, it. I'm just looking to expand, you know, kind of step out and do. I've always wanted to be an author. So I'm just going to take this time to really work on that. Well, congratulations on starting a publishing company. Like, that's going to be really cool. Yes, yes. I'm excited about that. Yeah, and you're so good at events and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to have, like, a book release party and book signing and yes. stuff. Right? Yes. We'll have to have so, a little pate for the for the books, yes. Yeah, with the beverage cart. Make sure they have a, a yes, bar there. there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So without giving away too many nuggets, like I know you said you're going to do two books. So, like, what's your writing style? Are you doing, like, nonfiction? Is it autobiography? Like, what are you doing? Actually, um, both. You know, I like to tell stories, so there will be um, fiction novel that I'm writing. And then one is um, – my experiences so it's it's nonfiction so it's a little bit about um some things that I've gone through so it's a little bit of both okay cool I'll be able to look out for it yeah well I have had an absolute pleasure talking with you today and learning about you and your brand and the priority planner and just everything and I wish you all the best so let's wrap up by telling our listeners how they can find you and maybe even get their hands on one of the priority planners. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for, you know, thinking of me to do this. To get in touch with me, you can go to daniellelevon.com. Um, you can email me from there. You can order the planner, you know, from the website. On Instagram, I'm daniellelevon underscore. And my Facebook is the only thing that is not daniellelevon, and it is just my, my full name, Danielle Smitherman. Um, if you find me on Facebook, but for the most part, if you go to my website, you can pretty much get in touch with me any kind of way there. So it's DanielleLavon.com. All right, Danielle, well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you. I love it when you guys submit questions for our Shiro's. If you have a question that you want answered, be sure to email your questions to Shayla at the ShaylaNicoleCollection.com. Include your name and city so I can give you a shout out. I would also really love it if you could subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could go on iTunes and rate this podcast five stars and leave a review saying why you love it so much. And don't forget to follow me on social at the Shayla Nicole. 
Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you during our next Shiro Convo.